Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series. This episode is titled Spring Engine Service and System Check, and I'm going to be talking with Emmett Stovall of Marine Warehouse Center, and he has brought on Joel Topi, his service manager. We're going to talk to both of them about why, when you should have the engine serviced. We're going to be talking about engine service process. They also are going to explain what they call a system check. And then we're going to finish by talking about summer maintenance, self-maintenance that you can do to keep your boat performing as you wish it to perform. My name is Gary Hurley of Fisherman's Post, and Fisherman's Post has been serving the saltwater fishing community of North Carolina since 2003, bringing you fishing reports, fishing information, fishing tournaments, fishing schools, and here in our latest and greatest effort, the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series, where we reach out to our captain and guide friends from up and down the North Carolina coast and ask them to share their insights, their knowledge on how to catch more fish more often, albeit this episode is focused on keeping that boat tuned up so that you can take that boat out to catch more fish more often, more time with family and friends on the water. In this pursuit, I'm joined just as I am in every episode, joined by Billy Thorpe of Thorpe Creative Billy, welcome to another spring episode. What's up, Gary? Good to see you, man. Uh, you're, you're looking cold over there. You got your sweater on, and even though it's springtime. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not spring right now. It's not. <laughs> but that's all right. Spring is coming. Well, man, I'm excited about the show. I'm really excited to have you know Emmett on, one of our sponsors over at Marine Warehouse, to talk more about their services because we we talk about it. But and you get your boat service over there, so it's gonna be really cool to to dive in and learn more about what they do. Um, you know, from this side of the microphone as well, and let our audience know a little bit more about them. So, super stoked to have them on. And uh, I'll go ahead and shout out some sponsors real quick. Uh, we got Bland Landscaping Company. Uh, they are looking for people who are passionate about the outdoors, who want to get up early, get to work early, get off early. Uh, they got a big company all over North Carolina. So if you're looking for a new career opportunity, be sure to go to blandlandscaping.com slash careers and check out what careers they have. And uh, I'm going to send Gary over there. If he doesn't get this tech stuff worked out, I'm going to send him over there. He's going to be looking for a job. <laughs> Maybe when it gets warmer out, I'll, I'll be more apt to pursue bland landscaping when it gets warmer out. But man, yeah, we love those guys coming on. We love them sponsoring the show. Hope we help them in their search for talent. You know, again, and what I really like about them is they're talking careers. They're not talking jobs. And I think that yeah. sings to everyone in this sort of weird time we're in. As far as employment goes, I think people are more selective and they are choosing careers over jobs. So good for bland landscaping to be on that. Absolutely, man. And also, we're going to hear a lot from Marine Warehouse. But before we do, I'm going to give you guys a little appetizer of hearing a little bit from Marine Warehouse. I'll be right back. At Marine Warehouse, we have everything. We have new boats. We have parts. We have accessories, new trailers. We have a complete service department with highly trained technicians. Anything you need to get out on the water, we have it. At Marine Warehouse Center, as we've grown over the last few years, now have a large section of marine supplies from start to finish for all your boating needs. What I love about this region is to be able to get out on the water, and also we love to be able to get you out on the water. The best part of working at Marine Warehouse is being able to get involved with the customers and share a love for the water. The best part about working at Marine Warehouse for Terrell is telling jokes to people who come in and ask him. So be sure you go in there and ask Terrell about some jokes. Gary, you asked some more jokes from Terrell. He's been calling you. 
Yeah, he ha- I mean, that dude calls me relentlessly, but <laughs> I tell you what, don't email him. He ain't replying to emails. You want to call him or you want to stop in. But yes, he does have a joke. You are more kind to his jokes than I am, so I'll let you be the guide. Are you ready? Again, this is Terrell's joke, not mine. Are you ready? I'm ready when you are, Gary. Terrell's joke. What do you do with a sick boat? S-I-C-K. Sick boat. Uh, Take the marine warehouse and get it healed up? I don't know. That is a great answer. You are very sponsor loyal to come up with that off the cuff. But the correct answer is... According to Terrell, you take it to the dock. Oh, that's funny. Doctor. Is it? Is it, though? Is it funny? (laughs) For the sake of our audience, yeah, I'll say it's funny. For the sake of Terrell, I don't want people to bash him for being a bad joke teller. So, yeah, it's funny, Terrell. I'm with you. All right, Gary. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hurry up and give you a fish picture so so we can get on and talk about boats and maintenance and all those fun things. So we got Troy Williams of Wilmington. He's holding up two kings that fell for Yozuri deep divers. He was fishing 12 miles off of Riceville Beach. So a couple of good-looking fish there. Uh, you know, in my fishing career, Gary, that's one fish I've never caught. Surprise, never caught one of those. What? <laughs> well, that's just because of a lack of effort. That's not. There's no other explanation for that other than you turned down fishing trip invitations. Like, Yeah, right? Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to make up for it, Gary. Don't be too sad. I know you want All right. Me on the I boat. believe you. I know you want me on the boat just so you feel better about yourself because I suck <laughs> at fishing so much. And you're like, oh, I'm so great. I get it. It's all self-serving. Don't worry. For years with Max Gaspany <laughs> fishing with him, I was always the worst angler on the boat, always. And so, yes, now in this chapter of my life, I try to put someone else on the boat so I don't have to feel like the worst angler on the boat. Yes. That's fair. Guilty. That's a good Guilty. call. Good call. Um, Hey, uh, one more thing before I do Billy's best takeaway, maybe remind people of the coffee and, and sponsoring the show. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys want to, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash fisherman's post and you can give Gary and I a cup of coffee. You can buy us a cup of coffee. Uh, well, once again, I always say Gary drinks crap coffee. So it's like three or four cups for him. So very generous. And it's like a half a cup for me because my wife makes me drink some really expensive millennial coffee. That's Makes uh, me drink. <laughs> Makes me. <laughs> so so you can do that. Nice. And then also, uh, if you want to join the, the great sponsorship lineup that we have, you're interested, shoot me an email, billy at fishmanspost.com, and I'll get you some more information. And if we're a good fit for each other, we'd love to have you be a part of the show. All right. So, Billy, I'm talking to Emmett, and I'm talking to Joel, and then I'm coming back to you for Billy's best takeaway. Billy's best takeaway. You got it? I got him. I got my hypothetical boat in my mind, and I'm ready to figure out what I need to do to keep it running. All right, man. So here's what we got. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show Emmett Stovall, owner Marine Warehouse Center, co-owner Marine Warehouse Center, and then Joel Topi, service manager. Welcome to the Fisherman's Post podcast as official guests. Um, glad to have you guys. Glad to have both of you. Thanks, Gary. Uh, glad to be here. Excited to um, to impart some uh, mechanical, some mechanical. Uh, I won't say wisdom, but uh, <laughs> hopefully some mechanical regularity to everybody, whether they come see us at Marine Warehouse. Uh, you know, we're always happy to see people out on the water, no matter where what they're what they're doing. We want them out on the water. Well, man, as tradition goes, and I'm guessing 
at least Emmett has seen this podcast. Joel, no requirement there for you to watch it, but the tradition is you got two questions. Two questions before we begin, begin with the main event. Are you guys ready for question number one? Ready. <laughs> that was very exciting. Maybe. <laughs> Joel. All right, Emmett and Joel, question number one. So why should we even listen to what you have to be- say about engine service, engine maintenance? Why? Go ahead, Joel. Well, both of us have been doing this for a very long time. We've seen just about everything that, that goes good and bad with boats. So, yeah, I mean, we just it's just experience. I'll take I'll that answer, Joel. Uh, Joel. Part Joel of me wants to. He did. He's doing great. Well, question yeah, number two. Question number two, as tradition goes, is a non-topic related question. And I'm actually I'm more interested in Joel's answer to this because Emmett has young girls. Instead of talking about a tune-up for this question, I want to talk about auto-tune. You're familiar with auto-tune and music, right? So I'm going to give you a list of four artists, and you can tell me, you try to tell me which artist from the list does not use auto-tune. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> All right. The four artists are Kanye West, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Bruno Mars. Which one of those four doesn't use auto-tune? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a better question for Joel. Yeah. Which one of those artists have you ever actually even heard of? I've never heard of any of his music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, then we will yeah. pass the question on to Emmett. Emmett, which one of those four? I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is correct. And actually, Ariana Grande would have been correct, too. I, since you're a sponsor, I wanted to stack the deck in your favor. So I actually gave two artists, <laughs> two artists really that don't use auto-tune. Well, let's get to the main topic. And I'm very interested because, as Billy said, um, you guys work on my boat. In fact, you have my boat right now. So the first thing we touched on this pre-show notes is some people have a question about how often they should get their engine serviced. You know, should they do it every year? Should they do it every 100 hours? What's your guys' take on how often or when you should get an engine service? I'll start with that one and then I'll pass it to Joel for a little touch-up. But, you know, it's one of the main things that we get uh, from our customers because their owner's manual say, will say every 100 hours or every year. And what they what it should say is to make sure you do your yearly maintenance because there are some people that are able to get in their boat over a hundred hours a year and they should, they should follow that hundred hour interval. If they don't get in 100 hours, you know, um, all the fluids in your boat, they lose their viscosity over a use and B time. So then they need to, if they're not, you know, if they're not getting a hundred hours a year, go ahead and get that fluid changed, filters changed, spark spark plugs changed on that yearly interval uh, because it's important. Either way, it's important, but it needs to be done at least once a year. Um, And so we we like to see, and we like to see our customers. That's, you know, number one for us. And I think Joel will agree. Uh, We like to see our customers once a year. And usually if we can keep that yearly interval rolling, 
we don't see them that much in the prime time of summer. Summer is really, I mean, for especially you just mentioned I have two girls. It's 12 weeks, man, and, and to have your boat in the shop for a couple of couple or three weeks while you know you're so you're waiting on something or you know we're all trying to move as fast as we can but we're doing everything we can three weeks is 25 percent of summer and um we just we really we really like to to try to nip that in the in the head or nip that in the bud and and get ahead of any problems that could arise joel you got anything on that yeah i mean just like you said, is if you do your maintenance, most of the times you'll eliminate most of the problems that you would have, you know, with spark plugs or fuel filters, stuff like that. Yeah, you've already got them changed. So. It also gives our techs a chance to catch something. You know, one thing that's good about a dealership is familiarity, right? We work on this stuff a lot. And, you know, believe it or not, we can sometimes, um, you know, say, oh, man, this looks like it needs to be changed. Or it just gives the tech a chance to put his eyes on the engine and hopefully, you know, not in every circumstance, but hopefully keep you in a running boat all season long, especially that spring, summer season when it's the most important. There's nothing worse than when you have family in town and you're trying to call us and say, hey, I need the boat. You know, I just started my boat. It's Monday. I got my family in town for 4th of July. It really puts everybody in a pinch trying to, you know, we'll bend over backwards, obviously, but it's tough. It's tough in the middle of July to get stuff happening fast yeah so man one question i guess i have like hearing you guys talk and again every dealership is going to be different every service station is going to be different but i'm interested in your sort of experience like if i don't want to get bogged down with everyone sort of inundating with your boat at the same time like what's the best time in the spring to bring you guys my boat it's usually earlier than what everybody thinks it is. Now's the time. <laughs> now. Because our, our spring fishing season starts so early around here that really, you know, now would be the best time to get your boat in. And we're busy now. But at least now that you're, you're, you're not missing a good weekend, you know, it's, you know, it's going to snow, you know. So now would be the time. And if well, I bring you my – go ahead. I'm, I'm going to follow that up by also – a lot of people just by habit, you know, it's good for an engine to get, you know, after your use for the summer is somewhat to an end. We are not doing a lot of winterizing just because it's been so warm lately. The inboard outboard boats see more of that, but it's good to get those fluids out of your boat. I mean, all, all sludge does is sink to the bottom and we've all, you know, seen the pictures of, of dirty oil and, and, uh, dirty gear oil. It, it's really good. Like when you think you might be done, say that's after Thanksgiving or after flotilla, uh, you know, after Halloween, get it in, get it serviced, get, let those engines sit with fresh fluids instead of old fluids. Well, that was going to be my question, man. If I'm not really, if I'm a, if I'm a boat owner that isn't really going to start using my boat in earnest until May, is it problematic to service in February even if the boat is going to sit for a couple of months before I really start to use it in earnest. And I guess you just answer that question saying you'd rather it sit with good fluid, new fluids than old fluids. Yeah, that's correct. And also just by sheer, you know, what we're talking about, if the tech finds something while he's in there that, you know, say he finds something that needs to be replaced, you're not under that time crunch saying, well, 
I mean, we're we, uh, Easter's a great you know great holiday to talk about because we get a lot of customers that want their boat by Easter. Well, Easter's not far away from right now. Okay, so we're going to talk about engine service, but and we're also going to talk about what you reference as a, as a system check. But engine service first. So for the boat owner that you know takes the boat to you and you know or someone like you and has it taken care of. Give us a little insight into what you walk through, like what you do to my engine when I bring it in for a spring service. Man, I'll start with this. Joel probably knows it off the top of his head, but I will say that one of the easiest ways that the customer can get a good insight is if they have their owner's manual. There is a maintenance schedule inside that owner's manual, and we make every effort to follow uh to follow what it, you know, what it says to to uh, inspect or replace, um, and you can even in your in your, you know, you can go through breathers and fuel lines, engine oil, replace gear oil, replace lubrication, uh, anodes. We always in a full service. We check your internal anodes. A lot of people don't know what anodes are, and especially didn't know that there were some on the inside of their engine. Sacrificial metals. Um, I'll let Joel hit a couple of these. I left it battery. Can you see those? They're pretty small. Yeah, they are pretty small for us, <laughs> guys. Yeah, and like I said, engine oil uh, filter, um, low pressure fuel filters. That's that's a huge one right there. Um, you know, water pump. You know, every couple of years uh, they exercise that, get the the bolts and stuff out so they don't get stuck when you need to get them off. Uh, we pull the prop, we grease the prop shaft so that way if you do hit a uh, an oyster bed or something that now your prop will come off when you need it to come off. You check know. for fish line. In that yeah, we, yeah we check gear, for fish line. case killer. Uh, you know, we, we like to, when we do a water pump, people always overlook thermostats. You know, that's vitally important to your motor that's running an operating temperature that needs to run at. Um, so you know, we like to make sure that those are, 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 are checked out. We, we check the temperature of your engine when we're doing these services, you know. So I guess the easy way to call that we follow uh, I've got this particular book it's for Suzuki uh, DF90 uh, we have we have this for every engine that we work on whether it's Suzuki Yamaha Honda Tahatsu Mercury whatever whatever it is we've got a protocol that we follow and it, and it comes from the manufacturer and they've been doing this you know not not just for the newer engines this these came with the older engines too and we have we have ways to uh, obtain what we need to do to keep your running your engine running in tip-top condition. So without being able to sort of checklist like five, six major engine manufacturers, something like spark plugs, is that a no-brainer replace spark plugs every year? I'm going to say yes. That's, that's one of the, the things that we find most often. People bring their boat in and say, hey, my motor's not running. Uh, it's not been that many hours since I serviced it last. It's always more than what they think it is. But we find out that it's something as simple as a spark plug. They, you know, if, if they would have had those done in regular service interval, uh, they wouldn't be bringing the boat in now in the middle of the summer. We would have taken care of that when we serviced the engine. Also, Joel brings up a great point, which is a baseline. So, you know, Gary, you got your boat in here right now. We're getting all that new equipment in there, new plugs, new filters. So when you have, if you have, I hope you don't, a running issue in the summer, we don't have to start by replacing filters, plugs, that's already been established. Those are new. 
So the chances of those being faulty or bad are pretty slim. So we can move straight to diagnosing your issue instead of spending three, you know, three or four hours, you know, doing the service that we should have done. We should have done in the spring or the winter. We already have all that new stuff in there so we can we can move forward on a proper diagnosis. Uh, that makes sense, man. So and I'm just sort of I'm asking you to repeat yourself a little bit. So can you list me the the fluids that you change just so I have it in my mind, you know, the extent of the fluid change out every year? Well, that would be basically on a four stroke. You would be changing your engine oil and your filter and then you change your gear loop and gaskets. That's the two major fluids. And then the other thing that's overlooked a lot is, is we grease all the Zerk fittings, which is very important in these motors. Wait, say that again. What was the last thing? We grease all the Zerk fittings, but last but not least, we always drain your fuel water separator into a glass jar to check for water in your fuel tank. Hey, what is that Zerk thing? I'm, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> that's the little fittings that you always see the little, the, the, the little pieces that you like on grease, fittings. Car. grease fittings. Yeah. Okay. Grease now I follow. Yeah. All right. I didn't have that vocabulary. And then, so fluids, spark plugs. And I, I believe we talked about this a little bit and I found it interesting. What about the water pump, the water prop or whatever you're saying every year, not every year. That's in every other year, but yes, uh, what we were talking about is that that they recommend you're you're checking inspecting your water pump. One of the things that we do, and they recommend it uh, recommend it being done at 200 hours or two years. The thing that we run into and our techs run into is not necessarily that the water pump needs to be replaced, but if the job is not done on a couple of year basis, then the bolts actually corrode into their housing, taking a, a pretty inexpensive and minor routine maintenance job that should be done. I mean, you can lose a gear case in that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, or at least tear one up with a torch. Yeah. And, uh, and we also, we replace the water pump. We don't, we don't see a lot of, um, a lot of reason to do three hours of work to, to, not replace a $60 part doesn't make much sense. So each, each time we do that, you know that you've got a good sealed gear case with a fresh water pump on it. Shouldn't give you troubles. And that's, you know, one of the things that we found over the years to go ahead and replace because there's nothing worse than somebody saying, you just did my water pump three months ago and, and you actually just inspected it instead of replacing it and something bad happens. And here they are in the middle of the summer you know, trying to get in on the week before 4th of July when a simple uh, part replacement would have solved that issue. So how important, that's good. How important, I I had this thought as I'm talking to you and I'm thinking about my own boat now, just to let you know, the communication, like, I don't know if I told you guys, yeah, man, I had a braid incident with my prop this past year and the braid got wrapped up and broke off and then I got back to the dock and I took the prop off and I took off all the braid do I need to worry about any other damage that might have been incurred or as long as I got the braid out, I should be in good shape or you guys say you're going to, I guess that's the system check or something, or maybe it's this tune up where you pull the prop and just check everything out. 
Well, that would be part of the service, and and it, and it's good information when you go into your service partner if you've had issues to give those, the, the, you know, what what's happened, and that gives us clues to what to look for. But yeah, in that instance, if you get braid on, there's a good chance that you've damaged prop shaft seals, and you get water in your gear case. Getting water in a gear case is not a huge deal. We we could we reseal it, uh, but if you leave that salt water in there for any length of time, then you get corrosion on bearings and it becomes a problem, a bigger problem. So communication is key. And Absolutely. am I am I accomplishing that right now by telling you guys I had braid on my prop? I got you written down right here, Gary. <laughs> All right. And damn it, I actually had Max Gaspany on the boat, and I even said at the beginning of the show how I'm the worst angler on the boat, and I took Max fishing, and what did I do? My braid got wrapped up in my own prop. Man, I'm still the worst angler whenever I go wow. fishing with that dude. Hey, let's – if you got – here's what I'll say. I'm going to move us to talking about what you guys call a system check when you just sort of walk through everything on the boat. Before we go to system check, though, any other final thoughts on the engine tune-up, the engine service? I think we've covered most of it. You know, just the importance of, of doing it, it, you know, once a year or every 100 hours. It, it's just, it really does. It makes your boating experience a lot better. Um, you just have everything covered. Absolutely. Yearly maintenance is... Um is key to boating happiness. I like that. And now as far as in other service centers might call it something different, but you guys call it a system check. What is a system check? And as far as like you guys checking out my boat, getting me ready for another season. Go ahead, John. Well, basically we just go in and do what, what every boater should be doing at, at but what we do is we go in and we flip all the switches. We check the navigation lights. We check the horn. We check all the pumps, bilge pump, uh, make sure the auto pumps work and make sure it's wired correctly, especially if you're leaving your boat in the, wa in the water. But we just go through and check all the systems on the boat and make sure they're working properly. Yeah, that's it, man. It's just a, it's just a preseason check. Um, you know, it gets our heads down in the bilge a little bit. You might see some corroded wires. You're flipping all the switches. Uh, you know, you may feel you may flip a switch and, and it feels loose. It doesn't feel right. And, and the recommendation will be, hey, switch seems old. You might just want to replace it to be on the safe side. And at least, you know, you have those notes and the ticket. Uh, our our dealership, along with, with most dealerships, you know, one of the great things is that, you know, we have a, a nice computer system that, that allows us to refresh ourselves with, you know, what we've done to your boat in the past. And it also has what's called tech notes. And, you know, if you come in in the summer with an issue and we're trying to roll through something quick, we always refer back to those tech notes to try to get you back on the water as quick as possible. So that system check, you know, even, even if you decline a recommendation, it might lead us to a quicker diagnosis of your problem in the future and get you back out in the water. You know, once again, you don't have a lot of time in summer, so it's nice to be on the water when you can be on the water. And is there anything that you tend to see more regularly when you do a system check? Like what's one of the, is there like a top three of stuff that typically fails that you are able to catch in a system check? I mean, I know every boat's different, so I don't know if I'm even giving you a valid question. No, that's a good question. Um, usually on a system check is, is corrosion on connections. We find a lot of that. Uh, dirty battery cables. You know, on a boat, you look at your car, your truck, and you know the battery cables are dirty because they're all green and grown up. On a boat, usually the battery cables don't look that dirty 
and that will be the problem. So a lot of times we catch stuff, you know, uh, because we know what to look for, you know. So that's that's the biggest thing. Okay. You'd say your top then, three, Gary. Your top three are your top three are going to be the things you use the most. Also, uh, I would say bilge, nav lights, and live well, uh, live well slash washdown pumps are always our big. You know, the ones the ones that you use the most frequently are always the ones that that we end up replacing the most. Okay, man, that makes sense. And then I think in the pre-show notes you guys talked about we've talked about like a system check and engine check, but. If I bring you my, but you also give the hull a review. You also sort of pay attention to the hull itself. We don't do much. Uh, we do offer detailed service, and we do recommend you waxing uh, a good solid wax once a year. Um, your fiberglass needs love, just like your engine, and and the more love you give it, the more love it'll give you. So uh, we recommend that to all of our customers as far as along with your engine, you know, go through and whether you do it yourself uh, or or have us or someone very much like us do it, your engine, your hull and your trailer, let's not leave out the trailer. One of the most important parts about getting to go fishing is what? Getting to the boat ramp. So your trailer needs love. So a spin air grease is one thing that we recommend with yearly maintenance. And one of the most important things that, you know, everyone kind of neglects the trailer uh, we don't. We love trailers here yeah. at Green Warehouse. Yes, we do. But um, you know, neglecting the trailer is is a is a top no no for me because how are you gonna get the boat in the water if you can't get to the ramp? Oh, it makes sense. And what about bottom paint? Bottom paint in these in in the salt conditions we have here, uh, bottom paint's usually a yearly application, and we do that and uh, love to love to handle it for any of the customers that want it. All right. So then I guess what I'd like to hear from you guys is your top tips for what I should do after my spring engine tune-up service, after my system check, once the boating season is underway, how do you advise people to take care of their boat, their engine, to make sure they take advantage of the full 12 weeks of summer, that they don't lose one, two, three weeks to go breaking down? What is it that I can do? I'm gonna let Joel take care of this one because I I am a uh, uh, I'll let Joel start with this and I and I'll follow up with it. The biggest thing is is uh, flush your flush your engine, flush your boat, get get fresh water, run through everything, and and don't even forget your 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 pumps and stuff. You know, run run fresh water through everything, flush your trailer especially that and that gets neglected a lot. But every time you're done with your boat, flush it out, clean it up. You know. Uh, a, a clean, dry boat will last a lot longer than than a boat that's that's, that's left damp, you know. Um, but that would be the biggest thing is flush everything and clean everything. All right, wait well, before I'll you. Uh, fresh water is your friend, man. The more yeah. you know, the more you use fresh water, and you know, get get the salt out and away, get the sand rinsed out, uh, leaves, leaves. Fresh water is your friend. So the more you use it, the happier you're going to be. So when you say flush everything, am I flushing anything other than the engine? I guess I don't know. No, just like if your boat's on a trailer, make sure you wash off your hubs, get your springs rinsed off, so you know uh, your springs don't rust as quick. Get you know that salt grime that gets all over your gel coat and all over the inside of your boat. Just get get fresh water on it. Uh, yeah. You know, rinse that stuff off, and it doesn't have to be a full 
I don't think it has to be a full scrub every time with soap and water, just a good rinse. And, yeah. and the more you flush your engine, I'm not advocating for flushing it necessarily every single time you use it. But if you know you're not going to use your engine for a week, fresh water is not going to hurt it. It's going to help it. And even right if you get, like you have a top that you got aluminum on there, just running water, I'll get the salt off every time. That's right. Yeah, this has been good. I've enjoyed this talk, especially with, again, my boat currently at Marine Warehouse Center. Um, I'm even more so looking forward to getting it back. Um, but this is about you guys right now. And it, just like I did with Engine Service, now that we're sort of at the end of the podcast, any final thoughts, whether it be about engine tune-up service, system maintenance, anything along those lines, this is the close of our podcast. Good. You got a final thought? Uh, I really don't. I think I've, I've said everything I needed to say. Uh, for the most part, like I said, just to, I say, come see us at Marine Warehouse. Well, yeah, come see us at Marine Warehouse. <laughs> Even if your boat's not broke, like I said, we'd love to do your maintenance and just stop by and see us. Yeah, absolutely. And it uh, doesn't matter what engine I have. You guys work on them all. We work on just about everything. It's, if As long as it's an outboard, we'll, we'll work on it. All right. Emmett, thank you. Joel, thank you even more, man. I love this. I love this cameo appearance. And again, I'm. I'm. A part of me says I'm sorry that Emmett dragged you in here, but man, you did fantastic. <laughs> I see. I see more computer time in your future. Man, I couldn't. I couldn't have done it without him. I, I can't thank him enough for being here. Also, I told you what I was going to do. I gave him about ten minutes notice. Yeah. No. No preparation <laughs> at all. <laughs> well good to see both of you man and uh you know i look forward to thank seeing you, you at the Mar marine warehouse center over there on market street okay thank you gary thanks man always pleasure billy always pleasure we'll uh, we'll see you soon all right man thank you guys <laughs> billy thorpe <laughs> you corralled him it i'm proud of you gary you did a good job he didn't get we didn't right? let him get wild, man. He's, he did good. And they stayed on topic. They gave good information. They Dude, killed great it. Great information, man. Great information. If anybody was, is not like hooking their boat up right now and driving it to Marine Warehouse Center, they're freaking crazy. I'm sitting. I don't even own a boat. I'm like, what can they maintenance for me? Because this sounds so detailed, you know. So. Yeah, man, and and I like Emmett's approach up front. You know, basically recognizing like not everyone's going to bring us their boat you know, but just create that relationship, you know, with whomever it is, create the relationship. Of course, they'd like to have it, but they recognize that not everyone on North Carolina is going to bring their boat to Marine Warehouse Center. So good for them. Again, just serve, as we say, man, they serve the fishing community. They serve the boating community. And uh, man, I, you know, I wanted to mess with Joel. I figured, man, this guy's going to be nervous on this podcast, going to take some cheap <laughs> shots at him, but I liked him too much. I, I didn't, I, I, I'm almost like, damn, man, I missed an opportunity there. Although, I don't know. I think he would have held it. I think he would have given it right back. Yeah, either he would have held his own or he would have been stoic and just sat there and looked at you. <laughs> and it made me feel bad. It made you feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. I think and then he would have messed up my boat because he has my boat. What would I be doing? <laughs> Why would I take shots at the guy that has my boat? <laughs> yeah, man, you want to be on the water this summer. And I think that's one of my biggest takeaways, too, is like, Get in now. Take your boat now. That way you're not waiting in line. You're not pushed back. And, you know, and I know, and I've seen you, Gary. I've seen you nearly in tears when you didn't have your boat for the summertime. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it does it does wild things to a man. So, <laughs> and I do the same. Boat. 
I basically do the same math that Emmett does. You know, you have such a limited time and life is precious and kids are growing up fast and visits from out of town are precious and you just want that boat to work. You don't want to be down for one, two, three weeks, you know, because kids are growing up fast and you just want every opportunity. So, yeah. and like you said, 25% of the summer because of something dumb that might have been handled with preventative maintenance, man, it's an easy brainer. With how much money you have in your boat, why would you not spend that money every spring just to get that preventative maintenance and that service done? Yeah, that's right, man. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's important that you, you support our sponsors and you take your boat to Marine Warehouse and get it serviced. So thank those guys so much, Gary. We really appreciate them. Always have fun when, when Emmett gets on the show. Maybe Terrell will figure out how the internet works and join us one day. We'll see. And then Bland <laughs> Landscaping Co. Really appreciate those guys. So if you're looking for that new career this year, uh, be sure to go to their website, blandlandscaping.com slash careers and get a new career. But Man, great episode, Gary. Really appreciate it, man. I enjoyed it too, Billy. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Fish and